everyone. Welcome to the It's Material World podcast. So as 2022 comes to a close, I wanted to wish you all a happy holidays from the It's Material World team. And I wanted to thank you for choosing to listen to us and for supporting us in our journey to show the world how material science makes an impact all around us. It's been truly amazing to see our MSE community grow over the past year. And I'm super grateful you choose to spend your time listening to us talk about all things material science. We've had the opportunity to interview material scientists and engineers from all across the globe, each with several years of experience and valuable insights that we could tap into. And at the end of every episode, David and I always ask our guests what advice they would give to an MSc who is in the early stages of their academic or professional career, particularly if they want to make an impact in this specific field. So since we've released an episode almost every single week this year, that's a lot of advice to memorize and actually implement into our own lives. And so that's why for this episode, we're compiling the advice of our past guests so that you can take the bits and pieces that resonate with you the most and that can be applied to your situations right now and going into 2023. We're excited for what's to come next year as we continue to uncover why material science will change the world. Thank you again for all your support and let's get into our first piece of advice. Meta Material Inc. is a developer of high-performance functional materials and nanocomposites. Meta delivers previously unachievable performance across a range of applications by inventing, designing, developing, and manufacturing sustainable, highly functional materials. Meta is a fast-growing company with a positive and committed work culture and a phenomenally talented workforce. Our employees are inspired to do exceptional and innovative work and are proud to contribute to the success of the company and they are our greatest asset. Meta attracts people from all countries and cultures with over 35 spoken languages represented across all our teams. Meta believes that diversity drives creativity and innovation. With locations in Canada, the United States, the UK, and Greece, Meta is growing and is looking for new talented people to join the team. If you're passionate about doing your best work, making a difference, and having fun while doing it, apply to one of our open positions at metamaterial.com careers. Maybe a good piece of advice, some advice I got. I was an intern at Brookhaven National Lab and a, a low energy physicist there told me some good career advice is to look at the boundaries between scientific disciplines. I'm sure your listeners have heard that, but it is true. Like look at the boundary. So nanotechnology and biology, you know, at that boundary, lots of discoveries there and so on and so forth. So in this case, it's not lost on me that 2DPA1 is a polymer chemistry problem, but that can't be solved by organic chemistry. And it's really, we need a nanotechnology to come in and help it. So that mechanism I described is a nanotechnology mechanism. So the interface of nanotechnology and polymer science made that discovery happen. So my advice to your, your budding scientist Pursue an area, keep your eye out for these other areas, learn about these other areas, park yourself right at the interface between two fields, and, and there's gold to discover. Yeah, the best advice I could give is uh, that you're never alone. You always have people you can ask for help, and so make use of that. And for, for myself personally, I asked you know, family and friends, classmates, uh, professors, 
even people on LinkedIn that I connect with and also reaching out to podcast hosts, you know, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really ask everyone. You're never alone. Never be afraid to ask for help. Uh, and also people love to talk about themselves. So if you're asking for help from someone, I'm sure they'll be happy to give it. I've never really had a scenario where someone was like, no, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> so, so that's the best advice I can give is just ask for help because you're young, you know, you haven't experienced too much and there's people out there that have experienced more. So, so why not take advantage of that? You know, my, my main piece of advice is that we need you guys. So, you know, what you're doing is really, really important. You've got to keep going. It's really difficult. There's lots of distractions. There's lots of other things that we could be doing. But actually, we've got a duty, as I said, and that duty is to society and, and to the planet we live on. And we have the answers to be able to make it happen. So, uh, you know, join me, help help us, help everybody. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's 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 a great job to be able to um, to do. They need to build something. In fact, when we even talk about it for our firm, um, you know, because because we've built something as well. It wasn't even like a decision. Like you just had to do it. Those are some of the best entrepreneurs because like it's not like they chose to be an entrepreneur. They just they're like, I gotta go do this. And honestly, that's not for everyone. It is a very hard job to start a company. It is exhausting, and you have you wear multiple different hats early on. It doesn't pay very well at the beginning. <laughs> um, hopefully, if you, yeah, like hopefully, <laughs> if you you know the the whole idea is like you own equity. You know, you're as we we often ask like you're greatest asset is your time. What are you spending it on? And if, and if you're saying I'm in, I'm investing my time, my greatest asset in this company, because I know it's going to be worth something like that. That's really meaningful for us to see. Try, try different stuff. School is an opportunity to try things. Take a couple of classes and some different focus areas. Um, think really hard about what classes you like. I fell in love with physics really early on. So I, I made that a big part, part of what I did. I really like the device side as well. So I stuck with that, but I, I tried stuff. I tried classes, I tried different research fields and then one stood out. Um, if you stick with one, you might be missing something. So it's about, school is an opportunity to try things, use it. Yeah, so I think the, the most effective thing I could do would be to explain the sunk cost fallacy to my past self uh, to Because I, I think that that, fallacy can really lead people astray. Uh, so if you haven't heard of it before, the sunk cost fallacy is the mistake people make, uh, which they keep doing something that's that's not working because they've already invested some time or money into that, that opportunity, right? The best thing you can do is kind of give them both a trial run. So the fact that I did some full-time research and full-time industry, I think that's really helpful. I think the fact that it's full-time specifically um, gives you a better picture than just like part-time research on the side and can help you think, you know, so we talked about uh, consistency in industry, flexibility in academia. See how you respond to both of those. Anytime you can turn back to natural processes, the biochain, the bio, you know, the bioeconomy, um, you use your technology and innovation to kind of augment and upscale natural processes. It means we can you can get back to something that is sustainable more easily. So, so kind of looking at those inputs and, you know, still doing, doing whatever research you need to with what's available in a lab, but thinking more broadly about, can this work in a kind of balanced earth system or am I designing way out of it? 
that's that would be kind of my my biggest piece of advice for anybody, you know, thinking about new new lab research. I think that uh, they they have to have a passion that they no matter you know the ups and downs will focus their energy and basically will be the reason why they're getting up every day. Uh, if they're doing it just for the money, that's not gonna work. It, they have to have purpose. And just like myself, I, I'm very passionate about metamaterials and what they, the benefits they bring to the world. I want to show that these benefits can impact every single industry. My personal favorite, as I mentioned, is the medical space, where I think we can have major impact. But every single other one of these applications, like we, every step of the way, show the benefits of metamaterials. So if you find a problem that's big enough that you are passionate about, um, it is important that, you know, you assess how long it's going to take. You know, you need to have the right support system, whether it's co-founders, investors, university collaborations. You know, anything that is in the hardware business is hard to do. The people, the students that are willing to, to work in this field, uh, to, to work hard first, to study uh, with passion and uh, uh, willing to, to work in the research. And of course, uh, this uh, research needs a lot of collaboration. So be prepared uh, to work and in relation to other complementary fields. If you are a biology or a bachelor in biology, biochemistry, you, you are going to work also with a material scientist. And also you are working with a, a clinical doctor. So collaboration in this field is very important. You cannot address these issues working alone. You need to collaborate. But first, of course, focus on your main expertise and then be prepared to work together with other people. But this is uh, uh, very nice. This uh, is going to be fun because, uh, uh, first of all, you are enjoying what you are doing and you'll see that uh, working together and putting your part of expertise, you may build very, very useful things that are very, very important to address important issues. I think this is amazing. You know, if I was talking to my 20-year-old self, I would say, yeah, definitely go ahead and, and study material science. It's going to give you the ability to, to communicate and collaborate with a very, very diverse group of professionals. That's one of the biggest things that I've been able to, um, to get from it. And that's not to say that if you were doing something that is less traditionally multidisciplinary, like chemistry or physics or something like that, you don't get that. But the discipline of material science is inherently multidisciplinary. And there's just something that comes with that that I think is difficult to, to get elsewhere. But I would say, I, I would, you know, talking to myself at 20, I would say, push that even further, right? Do, do you know, a broader scope of, of, of internships, right? You know, do undergraduate research that is broader, you know, collaborate with people in political science on the policy aspects of sustainability, for example, explore and just explore more widely. So coming from me with my interest in multiple disciplines from material science to business, you know, that, that's probably not surprising, but, but that's, that's what I would say is, you know, rather than be very, very focused, take the material science background and explore all the different directions you could take it early on in your career. And you ultimately find what interface between disciplines you can most uniquely add value in. 
if you want to do this work, you need to remember that the the conclusions need to be cultural. You need to be working mm -hmm. on a project that's going to tell you something about the people. And Professor Lechman, who's the director of the center that I mentioned, she's always reminding people, particularly the students, it's got to be about the people. What about the people? Because as engineers, we're always thinking about technology. Yeah, I think it's easy for in this sort of work to just think about the technology and just write about the technology and mm -hmm. forget about the people. And that's, you can't do that. You gotta, you have to do both. And the best work makes connections between culture and engineering. And I think modern work can do that too. Biggest advice for somebody who hasn't found their path is that there are some of us, I'm repeating myself, there are some of us who are not meant for the cookie cutter. And there are some of us who are going to go through their entire life making tremendous amount of impact, still not knowing where they're going to be in the next two years. They're, they don't even know where they're going to be in the next one year. And that is okay. If you're somebody like that, I was never ever, nobody ever told me that was okay. I always felt so guilty about not knowing and looking at people around me and say, they said, we're going to do this in the next five years. And, it's, and I said, I don't even have that. What I, I felt like, I didn't, there was something wrong with me. And then I have realized um, when have candid conversation with some of the most powerful people in, in, in science and some of them in, in, in commerce, that they say that they don't have goals. Do you know that it is, it is okay for you not to have goals? But what is not okay is this. If you sit around and you do not put every minute of your the, the energy that you have into something, just because you don't have a goal, that doesn't mean that you can sit around and do nothing about it. If you want to apply your knowledge and your experience, if you did something like a dream team or some of these student competitions, and you want to take the next step in your career, so you finish your studies and you want to apply for a job, I think it's always valuable to, to know what is very important for, I would say, the, the next decades of humanity and um, make your selection on which, let's say, big problem you want to solve and then look for companies that are active in that space and then um, yeah, grow that space by becoming active yourself. So trying to be more orientated from your own personal interest and you're willing to contribute to the progress of humanity instead of only being focused on which job opening is open and, and where can I squeeze my CV in? Again, you always need to do a bit of, of both because otherwise maybe it's difficult to find a job in that space, but try to stay as close as possible to where you want to contribute instead of who is just willing to pay you for your, for your work. It's so important that you're connected to other professionals. If you're ever in a situation where you need a new job, you want that network of other people that so you can call them up and say, hey, are, is, you know, your company would be great to work for. Are you hiring? So I think that really is that connection and the, the sense of community that we have. It, and this is where why I love TMS. TMS has a family feel to it. It's that grassroots nature. The fact that uh, a thousand of us are contributing to the society in parallel uh, and the sense that each one of us has its own, our own stamp on the society. But that makes it more of a family feel like this is something we're doing together. Oftentimes, material scientists are quite specialized. And so in their institution, they may be kind of isolated. There might not be that many of them around. You know, the TMS events provide a chance for them to come together with like-minded people who are wrestling with the same challenges at their own home institutions. 
So you get this sense of shared challenge, you know, that they're walking in the same shoes or in similar shoes. And that really helps you feel less isolated. It's very simple. And I said it earlier is just be curious. Do not rely on your easiest method sometimes. Think outside the box, take risk. And I hope it's with UBQ. I think UBQ is one of the best solutions out there. I think we offer a lot of good value. But again, UBQ is one solution. There's there's other solutions out there that that you can leverage. And and you know, what we want to do is to, is, is to push curiosity and to push the boundaries of your applications. Be curious, be an engineer, use your training. That, that you can unlock different solutions because even if something's more expensive, you can design it to be cost-effective. Those are the challenges that we really need to solve because if we can use less resources to get the same results, that's thinking sustainable. And so that's what we need to be doing. One of the cool things about material science is it's so versatile. You know, you can go into everything from medical devices to art to construction materials And because of that, you can find something that you're passionate about or something where you feel like you can make a difference and you can find an overlap with materials. I think your podcast name is perfect. It's a material world. Everything's made out of materials. So you can find a good way to overlap a passion you have with material science. You just find something really technically interesting and you want to jump in, but there's a lot of different ways you can find overlap between something you're passionate about and material science. And even if there's not a job out there, you can make a job if you, you know, think about how you can commercialize that. People have passion and it's exciting to be around passionate people. And I think that college is a place where people get to pursue a lot of their passions, right? David said six years of research. Maybe not the same thing, but like you have to be passionate about that, stick with it for six years, which is great. And that's where I think in industry, I'm seeing that if you find a role that you like, then you can do that role, whether it's with the same company or others, but people develop their skills and develop their around their passions. And you can be passionate about a lot of things, right? We've got so many different products. So it's not like I am just focused on one medical device market. All that would do is basically help me understand like what the world is like outside of this and not to get stuck. And I don't feel like I've been stuck in my career. And I think I've been very blessed with good bosses. Uh, But that was definitely something that I would have suggested to college. So we as an advisor, I always tell my colleagues that we need to listen to our, our graduate students. And the graduate students, or even students at any level, they need to share their ideas and don't be afraid of sharing these even crazy ideas. Because without these crazy ideas, we wouldn't provide new opportunity for the next generation. So that's basically a little bit of background and also advice to both uh, my colleagues and students. My biggest advice is don't dream of the future. You can live it right now and you can experience it as, as it is formed. It, like, like we just discussed, it is moving so fast. If you jump into 3D printing research or join a 3D printing group or company, you will see it moving along and evolving in front of your ears. Uh, what you can do with 3D printing grows every year. And that's not just metals, that's polymers as well. That's ceramics. Ceramics is a big one right now. And there's plenty of opportunities on this, on this roller coaster. 
So if you like material science, or even if you just like engineering or mechanical engineering, there's lots of work also for guys who specialize in designing for additive manufacturing. There is plenty of work to do. And on the plus side, as an engineer or as a scientist in that field, you can make a decent living as well. I would say if you have the opportunity as you're working through your undergraduate or master's to see what research is like in a battery lab and and test it out for a few months or longer if you enjoy it. The great thing about material science is so interdisciplinary. So I, I think what I would recommend to people is just find your niche of the the things that get you excited and tailor your coursework to that. But almost more than anything, the the research experience can really tell you whether or not you'll like something because that's real boots on the ground. This is practical knowledge and experience of, of what goes into that research rather than just sort of the textbook knowledge. You know, there, there's always challenges, right? Right now, we're dealing with challenges around uh, scaling, right? Like we figured out how to mechanically separate and extract lithium, both in, on, in a laboratory scale and in uh, a pilot scale, right? Um, and, and you have to go step by step. But you know, ultimately, uh, we need to be producing millions and millions of tons of lithium through these processes, right? So for us right now, scale up is one of the most important things. And so my biggest advice really would be to keep an open mind, you know, along the lines of the challenge I just shared. And even, you know, earlier on in in our conversation, keeping an open mind to new opportunities, I think is really important and will help you no matter which career path you take, whether it's an industry, academia, government, that kind of thing. Even if you decide not to go into aerospace, which I'm like, come on, aerospace is (laughs) the best, right? Um, But I think keeping an open mind to new opportunities is really going to take you far. Because at the end of the day, if you try something, even if you're not, you know, for sure uh, about it, like for me with materials back when I was an undergrad, you never know where it's going to take you. So I would just say, keep an open mind. And so I guess it would be kind of my advice to actually just keep an open mind, like even if you're if you're a specialist, but also if you're a generalist, sort of focusing on things here and there, it is actually strength. So, yeah, I think keeping an open mind and trying to also dive into other technology trends, you know, just out of interest that will increase not only like your horizon, but your ability to connect dots that haven't been connected yet. Right. And that is super important in technology-driven firms, right? Because innovation is is everything. It is your competitive advantage. I do advise you to to definitely have some portion of your studies um, focused on business, just to understand the basics, right? You don't have to become an expert at corporate finance, but you know you kind of do have to understand how it works overall. For me, it's like, I mean, be persistent. <laughs> and whenever you um, identify an interesting topic, keep on going and don't be shy. In the end, what we already discussed is uh, you need to find uh, the right uh, partners. You can't do it alone. It doesn't matter whether it's a small uh, company or you want to create a big one. Uh, without uh, the right partners, uh, you can forget about it. And you need this, uh, this network. We also touched uh, before. And I mean, 
it's not like uh, finding uh, or just finding customers. Uh, it's important to uh, identify the right partners, especially for uh, these uh, yeah, complex uh, materials and uh, also applications. But at the end of the day, you know, if you are going to be um, a successful business person, you really need to understand the finance side of the, the business. And perhaps one thing that's more important is really to understand the human psychology. Because at the end of the day, it is not a one single engineer who is doing something. It is a team effort. You need to work with people. You need to be a good people person. You need to be empathetic to others' pain. You need to um, willing to accept and work with other people. Uh, that kind of, you know, the basic human quality, uh, it is so important. As an engineer, you think that you are the smartest person in the room, but that's a wrong attitude, right? So having that human quality, um, I think is one thing that I, uh, if, if you ask me now, what's the most important thing than when I look at somebody, it is not about their brain power. It is about their uh, people power. As a materials engineer, we can make an impact in nearly every single industry. But with that versatility comes a lot of options to choose from. So if you have no idea which position or industry is right for you, you're not alone. I've been there, I've done that. But just for a moment, imagine narrowing down your ideal role and company within the week. Imagine being able to secure your dream offer without having to apply to hundreds of job openings. Our online course, MSE Academy, includes video testimonials, resumes, interview prep, and mentorship from materials engineers who have been in your shoes. We also connect our members with companies and industry professionals in our expansive network to help accelerate your job search process as much as possible. To learn more and get started, simply click the link in the show notes below. And if you enroll within the next 24 hours, we'll add three bonus career-related resources. I hope to see you there.